Hey guys, just wanted to share a message from our sponsor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tool allows you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. We have spoke about auditioning on this show, but today we are talking to legendary casting directors Victoria Burroughs and Scott Boland. Stay tuned. Acting Class Weekly with legendary character actor Sean Whelan. Lessons, tips, and insight into the craft and business of acting from a man who's been directed by the likes of Spielberg, Eastwood, Tim Burton, Ang Lee, Michael Bay, Wes Craven, Tom Hanks, and many more of Hollywood's A-List. He is 30 years an actor and your professor, Sean Whelan. Roxy? Sean? Because of our special guest today. We're sitting next to each other. We're sitting next to each other, and I'm going the double blue. Roxy does not like the double blue. She feels it's dark eye shaming. No, (laughs) here's the thing. He tries to show off his blue eyes when we have special guests, and he blue blues, and then he makes my eyes look like poop. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, then. Yeah, and and who you are hearing comment on uh, Roxy and my pettiness, Mm -hmm. Scott Boland. And Victoria Burroughs, they have been casting in a over 30 years <laughs> each. Well and, said. Uh, hey, and, and partners <laughs> since 96, right? Is that right? 2000. Oh, 2000. And so how did uh, that happen, that uh, partnership? Did you guys Initially? work in different offices? or No, we've worked continuously since 96. Okay, so you were just put together on different projects? Is that how that works? I mean, I don't know. When you say not partner. No, I was her associate. Oh, oh, okay. And then she offered me to be a partner in 2000. Oh, that's exciting. And he said, you got to buy me dinner first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Usually people buy me dinner. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, today we are going to take kind of, you've heard, I have four podcasts about auditioning, and I'm just going to bounce it off of uh, Victoria and Scott and see if they agree, disagree, or have any tweaks about that, about auditioning, and see if they agree with what I'm talking about. We had a little pre-meeting, and uh, it sounds like uh, they're kind of on the same page, maybe different on a couple of minor things, but they kind of agree with what I'm talking about, so that makes me feel good, so I'm not telling you guys insane (laughs) stuff. Um, We're going to talk about that and then maybe get into a couple of interesting stories about uh, when they got to work with Peter Jackson and Robert Zemeckis, in general, you know, their impressions of working with them, Um, and as always... Roxy Stryer, Miss Phenomenal, is with me as well. Excited to be here for this part of the journey specifically. Yes. Definitely a great show. We have tons of people always asking what casting directors are looking for. So this is the show to answer that. And uh, Jeff Graham, Mr. Fantabulous, in the booth with us. Excited to be here. Any chance you can see kind of the behind the bones machinations of production, I'm into it. So yeah. very honored to very have you. Very exciting. Yeah. So but before, as always, before we jump into it, we are going to talk about my last week. And uh, hopefully they're auditioning for a musical. So oh, they already? can mm-hmm. they, maybe they're casting a musical would like to All right, you ready, Jeff? Alrighty. One, two, three. Sean's, Sean's week. week. 
Are they impressed? Do we get, do we get the part? Yeah. That was great. The part? That's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right, so what's going on in my week? Uh, my short uh, my short horror comedy crust that I have talked about that I am directing and co-wrote, it's probably going to be pushed. Because of location. Mm. Towards summer, you know, the window gets to we were going to shoot at the end of January. Our locations person took a little longer. And then my producer called me and just said, listen, you were not really you don't really have a month and a half. You literally just have a month because you have to take two weeks out for the holidays. Yeah. So as soon as that came in, so that might be pushed. Um, How do you handle that, Sean, when you hear that something you've been working on for that long is getting pushed? Do you feel bummed at first and then you just try to let it roll off of you? Of course, but as we weren't hearing from the location person, I thought uh, I I do need the time to actually go there, see it. It's going to be up in in the Bakersfield to Larry County area, so that's not next door. I yeah. can't go there and scout it out all the time. I'm going to have to go there a few days and scout things out. So kind of a blessing so, in disguise? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, I've been working with a young... Tw- hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Twelve-year-old actor, actress on a couple of auditions, and that's been, you know, not only teaching her about how to audition, but how to literally walk into a casting room. I say, one of the things I do teach, and if you guys agree or not, I say, always ask them how they're doing. And they, she said, oh, really? Why? I go, because probably no one asks them. And it's just nice. And just to say, you know, how are you? How are you doing? I said, you're not going to get in a huge discussion, but you just say hello and do that. And, Thoughts uh, on that? Teaching her. Well, we would just, I think most casting directors are just going to say, good, thanks. Now yeah, yeah, again, yeah. get into right, to the right, right. scene. So not necessary. It's not necessary, but it's a politism. Right. And I, I think that's all I'm trying to teach, to yeah. say you're polite, and, and that goes to, oh, a polite person's easy to work with. Yeah. And Maybe if kinda, you're 12, it makes you feel a little more comfortable, too, to be yeah, dealing with a person. Yeah, to try to get that right out the bat. But then teaching her and her father about the business and thinking, you know, this could be the one. I go, This is that's never the way to approach it. I said, this is a journey, and this is literally one of many. And just do your best on this one, learn from it, and, do your, you know, just do it like that. Do not think, oh, this could be the one. I don't think that's the healthiest way to approach an audition. Um, so and, you're nodding no. You no, know, it's never just about that one audition, that one time. Right. You know, it's how you, the impression that you make. Right. Whether you're right or wrong for the part. Right. You'd have no control over that. Right. But you want to make a good impression because everybody that you meet, they're going to go on to do something else, and they'll remember you if, right. if it was a positive experience. Yeah, exactly, and that's that's what I try to say is like let's just do as well as we can, and then and I teach you know throw it out afterwards and let's move on to the next one. So we had one right after the other, uh, one on Monday, one on Tuesday, and we worked both ones, and she actually felt even just a skosh more comfortable on the next one, and I see. I said, that's what it requires, the mm-hmm. experience of just keep doing it. And he's like, well, she was so nervous. That I said, she hasn't auditioned in three weeks, and she's a new actress. I said, I'll, I'll get nervous auditioning if I haven't gone out on one in six weeks, you know, because you, the more you do it, 
the the better you get. Um, and then just crazy tech and uh, dress rehearsal tonight for my sketch show. I teach at Playhouse West and do the sketch comedy show. So if anyone's in L.A. this Saturday, uh, the 14th, I'm doing a sketch show from 7 to 8. It's a really weird and fun and bizarre show. These the stuff they write is so great, and I'm such a fan of all my students. So, so you got the rehearsal then? I got the, last night. I had tech, and tonight we have dress rehearsal. So. Okay. And it's Saturday night, so that's kind of everything going on with my week. And so we are going to jump into our topic, but before we do, we have to get you guys engaged. And Roxy's going to tell us. Well, about we're just that. so grateful for having you guys all here, and one of the reasons why we are able to bring in amazing casting directors like them is because you guys are asking for it and that's what we see in the comments that you want so if you are on itunes right now or youtube like comment subscribe thumbs up five stars wherever you are we love hearing from you and would really appreciate to know who you want us to book next and also what you want us to talk about in general also i love this amazing music so let's just draw this out a little longer (laughs) yep keep on thumbs up take that time to hit that that five star yeah yeah there we go and thank you so much uh, for being here today with us so we were lucky we uh these guys do know and appreciate my good buddy danny roebuck who was just in here a couple weeks ago talking about auditioning as well yeah he's got a book he's working on called auditioning is the job And we all heard how seriously he takes his auditions with the costumes and the makeup and just commits 100%. And and we were just having a really nice talk about actors and, and auditioning. And the one question I have for you as casting directors, what got you into casting so many people say they started as actors and then drifted into either of your journey or how did you get into casting uh my <laughs> this is going to sound a little hokey but my uh my mother was an astrologer okay and she suggested entertainment through my chart and oh, middle okay. management okay and so i was an uh, a receptionist at a production company and I was watching the casting of a woman called Moses, which now we have Harriet. That's the, the same mm-hmm, story. Mm-hmm, yeah. But so Reuben Cannon and Mel Johnson were um, casting it. And I'm looking at the actors and I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's it. I love actors. Wow. I'm a buyer, not a seller. And that's middle management, so it'd be talking the producers into my idea. Right. You don't have to have an education for that. You just have to the be experience. able to talk. You don't even need experience. Right. You can just talk and give reasons and opinions, and right. then they take it or they don't. You know. Right. So I started focusing on that and ended up uh, with my first job with Ramsey King, Okay. who did not hire me for the first um, interview. Then six months later, the job came up again, and I weaseled my way back in and told him that I would work for free until he found somebody. Wow. And he ended up hiring me and um, I gave myself a five-year career goal to cast my first uh, show and I did it in three and a half with a after-school special called Just Pals. Wow. And that was back in 1978 when I started. Wow, that's fantastic. Okay, and I've talked about this on the show a lot, guys. Spec work, work for free. Don't be afraid to work for free. You don't have to do it all for free. You can't make a living. But yeah. even right now, 30% of what I'm doing is for free because I know it might lead somewhere, and it yeah. makes you feel good. Scott, what was your journey? I agree. And that word intern got a bad name, but yeah. it's how you learn. The, I interned. I agree. Um, after college, I had worked for a family business, and then I, I fell into casting and interned, you know, 
till they hired me. But I guess through my mom as well. My mom grew up in Canada, depression era kid going to movies. So at home watching TV or movies with her, she knew who the names of all the actors and okay. she knew who what they'd been in. And then I started to learn that, you know, like and, a, a human IMDb. <clears throat> yeah, human IMDb. <laughs> and then they uh, moved from Winnipeg down here to L.A. And she got a job as the assistant to the executive secretary of Parvin's Interior Decorating in Beverly Hills. And they did all the stars homes and the Vegas okay. casinos. So all those people, Frank Sinatra, Sid Charisse, whoever would came in. So she just sort of, she I grew, loved that. Yeah, I grew up knowing who people were. And then okay. I grew up knowing what they'd been in, recognizing them, even down to the character actors. But back then, there wasn't really, like, the spotlight on an independent casting director the way there is now. Yeah. So sort of through just, you know, trying another career after college, then um, being in L.A. and, and, and meeting someone in casting, um, you know, who just got into said, it. hey, you sounds like casting is what you're interested in, but no right. one will hire you. You have no experience. Right. You're going to have to intern. And so there you go. So he put me in touch with... Um, a casting director at Stephen Cannell Productions when okay. they had like Wise Stephen Guy, Cannell. Hunter, 21 wow. Jump Street. Everything. And a, in a big casting department with a head of talent and I interned there. Yeah. Till, How long did you intern for? Um, in fits and starts, um, maybe a year. Okay. And then I had to stop and, and go back to the job I was doing in a family business and then I came back and then they hired me on like there you go. a pilot that didn't get picked up. And, yeah. But then I'd had a, a paid job and then I'd been able to you know, network and make contacts to continue to yeah. get hired. Was you there all... ever that uh, maybe this isn't what I want or this might be too hard or kind of moment for you guys? Yeah, I, not for me. I've, I, I've been in love with it all this. I wow. I love the process. I love working with actors. Right. I did two years at uh, Cannell before he arrived. So okay. I had already left. But. Yeah. I had thought about this that that whole experience of like interning for these people in this world that I was not part of and the big personalities and the egos and you know the demands and the hours and the pressure and you know I there was a period where I kind of probably suffered from some form of PTSD <laughs> and like what if I got myself into and right. you know but never to the point where it made me want to not pursue to not it, do it you know yeah. it just made me dig deeper and yeah you know find the joy in it find the joy in it or yeah. just like the thrill of it you right. know the learning i've been doing it for going on 30 years and i still feel you know every day i've learned something new i didn't know the day before whether it's right. an actor how to speak to a producer how to deal with an executive yeah. how, how to do something that i didn't know the day before well the other thing you were talking about victoria is and and i've talk to you guys about this about being a people person and the reason actors do really well at that is because we deal with producers down to crew people on the set and yeah. you do too you yep. deal with every act you know aspect so being a people person and cultivating that in yourself and it's a huge asset in this business i i told my daughters i said well I just want to keep a small circle around me. And I said, well, you're going to have a harder life. 
And they were like, what are you talking about? I said, the more people you know and you impress with your work ethic and being responsible, literally the more opportunities you're going to have. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I said, you know, unfortunately now, you know, at least 60, 70 percent is who you know, how you've impressed them. I was casting a play and we had a list of people who were, oh, they're perfect. But these two are hard to work with and they went right off the list <laughs> yep. right off oh yeah that's part it. of our job for of the course. filmmakers is yeah. to, to share that kind of information because right. nobody wants to work with somebody like that how right. do you know how do you know who's challenging to actually work with because i'm i'm sure that there's a lot of ways that people put facades up when they're with you guys it's nice it, it's easier to be kind or sweet or hard working for a few hours a few days a week or whatever went through the audition process as opposed to when you're on set and you're on your 11th hour and it you're exhausted and hungry and you become this monster on set how do you guys hear who's easy to work with well, there's always Network. the rumors of, yeah. of uh, what you know, talk to crew people, but where we can sometimes, and here's part of where the casting process, uh, where we can make somebody aware of it, is that if they come in the room and they talk too much or they complain too much, mm-hmm. they, you know, ad nauseum, you know, do the complaining about this, that, and the other. I mean, it could be, oh, I had four auditions today. I didn't memorize your, your material. Right. And you think your inside voice is, oh, so we're that important. Right, right. <laughs> so your outside voice is, oh, okay, well, let's try it, you know, and let, let's lay it down. Right. But you you can kind of see a behavior from certain actors. See the, in see the room. it in the room. And then when we just make offers, like we made an offer to somebody who worked on one of our shows, and the producers made a point as we check in on our cast and and said, uh, "Obnoxious, put him on your blacklist." Wow. You know, it was just. And then do you? Well, oh. Yeah, we make sure that we um, share the information. Yeah. Of the, no, so you would say you wouldn't say, "Oh, they're bad." You would say. We heard from so-and-so on this production yeah. that, right? Well, there's the rumors that you hear of people on sets, and then right. there's your own personal experience right. that you have on uh, that's going on on your show that you're doing. So yeah. w- you, know, you, you have to be very clear because you don't want to badmouth somebody. And we've right. also said in the past when we've heard something, they were difficult on set. It can be, well, that actor could be insecure with the director's behavior, the producer's behavior, so they're going to be a little more demanding, and all of a sudden that comes across as difficult. So you really have to know the background. And the source. And the source. Right. Yeah, it's part of our job to do that research and and talk to the people that worked with this artist, like Mm -hmm. maybe the project before or the project before that. And see if it's a consistent. And see if it's consistent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So let's jump into also um, what my first podcast was about preparing for an audition. And one of the things I talk about, and some of this is acting class stuff, but I, yeah, I say, listen, you have to understand what's going on in a scene. You have to understand the basics of what's going on. Now, let's say you are, you know, I had a very cute young Hispanic girl who was just a a darling but she was homeschooled and very old fashioned and just around her family and she had to like cuss out her mom and throw stuff out and she just didn't know what 
meme was. And you mean in a scene ne- she had to cut out. Right, and in a scene. And so she didn't really understand it. And she would also, you know, she would start laughing when she did it. And I just said, you know, we really had to work toward what would make you angry. Okay, since you're so nice, what if you saw, like, really injustice, like some kids pushing down an old lady in the street? How would that make you feel? And then she, you know, we had to get her into the understanding. How do you know when someone understands the material or not like can you what what do you see that's not necessarily on the page but in their behavior that makes you understand that they that they understand what's going on that they get it Does i think it's easier sense? to know when they don't understand okay. it okay yeah. <laughs> okay if they yeah. don't understand and that's clear do you guys try to explain or if you think that they might get it once you say something or do you move on to the next person well, I can tell if somebody's technically saying the words and right. there's no emotional life behind them. Mm-hmm. So what we will do is we will um, give them a direction and see if they can find Adapt. it. Yeah, and make that change or because it's hard to make someone understand. Right. You know, it's you either like get that, it or you don't, right? Yeah. And, and it's too late in the room to try to figure that out. And you also it helps to know how long they've had the material. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and then there are those actors that walk in right away and say, well, I read all my lines. <laughs> right, like, okay. right, right. So I can imagine that the that context. may not transfer. Right, right, what right. what right. do you Let's mean? See. They'll say to you, I read all of my lines? Yeah. They'll say that out loud to you? Yeah. That's amazing. And they they don't okay. understand what's going on. In right. And it's very clear because they're not reading the whole story. So, context yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah that's, that's wild. Um, so tip 101, read there you go. all of the, read everyone's lines. Know, everybody's lines. the whole material. And if you can, you know, we always say, if you, you get should, a script, if you yeah. can get a script, great. If you're, and here's just another little tip. If you're in the waiting room and there is no script, look at the other sides and see oh, if there's a, a reference, you know, and it, you get to see a little bit more of context the, of mm-hmm. the, of the film or the series or the episode. The another tone. thing you can do is when you get your breakdown, Look at the other characters and their description, then always read the storyline on the bottom of the Yeah, that might be all you get, especially so, yeah. in TV. You yeah, might never see the script. Never see the but script. But if you could see the you, whole breakdown, you yeah, get a context. Yeah, something about the context. And we've talked about, you know, obviously if there's a director or a style, you get on YouTube, you get on Netflix, you try to find their shows to get a flavor. If you're trying out for uh, Miss Maisel and you think you're, you know, and you approach it like a Todd Solon's film, you're going to be way off the mark. Yeah. You know, you have to understand the context. Now, we talked about this at our little coffee thing, and Danny talked about it as well, about how he, you know, in terms of wardrobe and what we wear when we walk in, Danny goes all the way 100%. His point of view is, uh, you know, you guys are different. I'm sorry. I auditioned for these guys. That's how this all started. I had a really nice audition. We talked about point of view and things and they made it very comfortable and they made it very, uh, you could tell they under, they understood the material as well, but some don't have that great of imagination. Danny's point of view is, Hey, I'm not going to leave it up to their imagination. I'm going to show them what I can do in this role. If I book the job. So on a previous episode, Danny talked about how he has Dozens of wigs in his closet, and he's got all different wardrobe, and if it's a wizard wearing an actual robe or a a long beard, things that are dead on, not just alluding to, really dressing like the character, Sean, you had heard not to do that. Right, and we discussed this a little bit, and and 
kind of repeat what you guys had said. I said, do you have these hard and fast rules or do you say an artist is who they are and they approach it how it, it's more comfortable for them? Well, when we were doing Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. I mean, we had everything from people coming in with the ears on and the okay. feet on and, and having nothing on. But I think... You know, because it's really hard. You don't gets, mean nothing on. <laughs> you mean no. No. Yeah. Specific. They didn't come in naked. I was picturing right. naked. So thank I you for that. I wasn't in the room for those. Yeah. I missed that day. Don't come that. in naked, Darn guys. It. Lord of the Rings Just after hours. Darn it. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. After dark. Sorry. After dark. I forget. Right. Clarification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I admire somebody, you know, going the distance and, and dressing in the vein of the character, because I think that also helps yes. being the character. Yes. But a lot of people don't have the finances yeah. to go the full distance. Okay. So I say use your own judgment. Okay. And if there's um, a question, if you have a representative that wants to call to the office and say, Do, you know, my client wants to come in, in in a full wardrobe, is that you know, accepted or are they saying no? That could right. be one way of uh, approaching it. But mostly I enjoy seeing them bring something Everybody. to the party of the character. Yeah. The words you said, which is so great at our coffee, you just said, you know, I respect every artist is different and they need to approach it. But obviously if someone had the best costume in the world and didn't understand the scene, none of that matters. Right. Yeah. So if people do have the means... And you're coming into audition for an elf, and you have elf ears. You do recommend that they should wear them. If they want, if they to, want to, then they can come in and wear them. I'll, but here's what happens. Like, there's been at times, <laughs> Scott looks like he has a different <laughs> opinion, but that's what makes our, our team fun, um, is that we would say to somebody, could you take the ears off for this next reading? We'll do one on, one off. Right. Because we also don't know how our producer or director is going to take that in, mm-hmm. you know, until they've started seeing it, like, you can get your first day under wraps and meaning finishing all the readings in the first day for the role and you can send it to the producer and director and say hey do you like it this way or do you want it another way mm-hmm. Scott what do you think um, I agree like do do we do one with one without so that way they can mm-hmm. just see them as they are but I think it's important that if you're going to go the whole nine yards like Dan Roebuck yeah. Who is a good actor. He's, yeah, he's fantastic. You have to have the goods to back it up. Right. Dan can right. get away with it because yeah. he's going to give a performance that would be appropriate yeah. to the wardrobe. Right. I don't. I agree with Victoria. I don't think anybody should go out and blow their money mm-hmm. to buy props and wardrobe. I still subscribe to the idea that less is more. Mm-hmm. I think it's always a good idea to give us a feel of what's going on. Mm-hmm. If you have all of it and and you and you can create a, a character and give that performance. Sure, I'm open to it. Go yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now a little quick, quick couple things. I walk in right, and I'm doing a short this weekend where I'm like, for when I booked Rob Zombie's movie, he he loves '70s big bushy beards. That's his thing. He's like, I want a big bushy beard. So for a few of the auditions, and they would say, you know, uptight, clean cut, you know, whatever. I would just go in and I would say to you, uh, please excuse the beard. I have something that I'm booked next week. Would that suffice for you? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yes. and just communicate honestly, right? Well, facial yeah. hair is 
the look for for actor yeah. for men. So you know, yeah. like we, in an audition, like it's you know, complete. last month or whatever, if yeah. ten guys came in, six of them would have some sort of facial hair. Right? How the actor looks in their real life. Yeah. You know, they're going to. They'll do whatever, get the haircut, lose the facial hair right. for the job. Yeah. You have to open your See eyes. See through that oh, yeah, is what definitely. you're saying. Yes. Okay. Well, for instance, we were having to cast John F. Kennedy at yeah. age 36, who's, you know, he didn't wear a beard and all of that. Yeah. So the actors that were coming in, some of them had facial hair. But you leave a picture, you know. Yeah. Plus there's their demos that shows them without. So you back it up with all that stuff. Right. Uh, and then here's the age-old question that I get as an acting coach all the time. Is it okay to have my paper in my hand, or do you do you prefer either one? It feels like to me, my gut is it's like the wardrobe thing. As long as you know the material and don't have it in your hand and can do it without it in your hand, that's fine. But it's always good to just have it because I'd rather have you just have it if you get nervous to to pull it off there. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I used to subscribe to the fact of uh, you know. Uh, uh, reading, which we used to call cold reading audition, sure. or now it's audition, was have your sides in your hands because mm-hmm. that always makes us aware that it's not a full performance. Right. I now subscribe to the fact that this is a thousand dollar job if it's a day role. It could be a sixty thousand dollar job if it's a schedule F uh, job. Right. And I expect an actor to be off book and create the whole character within the body it's not just a talking head yes so it's a it's a job so you want to be the best that you can at the job and when you hold on to a paper it's like oh there's a part of your body that isn't mm. in in the scene okay and isn't part so it, it creates an awkwardness that i have noticed okay so i would re- recommend if let's say there's three scenes yeah and you get the audition the day before and it's just really hard to memorize yeah get one memorized okay so you can put the paper down and do the performance okay as to what you would do maybe on set. Yeah. And then the other two, you can pick up the sides and use those. It's but- interesting because I've, I've been whole, I've recently been off book 100%, but I'll still have it in my hand. You know, and it won't... Uh, and to put it on a chair on next to you or okay. put it on the ground in case because so, we all have fear and, and, and nerves get us, and so you drop a line. Yeah. So... Um, it, it's fair to stop and start again, but for the most part, it's, okay. this is this means bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, do you agree with that? Yeah, more more or less. I think it's a kind of a lot of actors have a personal preference to have it in their hand. Mm-hmm. So you have if if that's just what you're going to do. You have to make sure that it's not right moving around yes. and up right. in your face, distracting. But then you know. If we do an audition, time permitting, we always do it twice. Let the mm-hmm. actor do it the way they brought it in the room. Mm-hmm. Then we'll do it a second time, maybe give some direction. If I notice that the actor had it in their hands the whole time and never looked at it, then I'm going to say, put it down. You never mm. looked at it. Interesting. Because that's what I did. Or that's if, what I do. Or yeah. if it is that safety net and the actor is just uncomfortable with letting them go completely... How can you utilize the paper in the scene? Right. Is it is it something where it can right. be, you know, like, oh, like a, a file, a file, or, a clipboard, right. or like she Victoria said, put it put it down on the chair next to you or whatever, so that you, you if you have to look at it, you know, or hold it if you're sitting down, yeah. hold it down here yeah. so the camera's not getting it. 
Right. You got to figure out how to cheat it if you're going to insist right. on holding on. To right. It. That's interesting. That's interesting. Um, okay. So, waiting room. Then they did another episode about the waiting room. How does lateness fit into you guys? Does it no, bother you? No bueno. No, right? It bothers me. Yeah. That's, I mean, I, mean, I know, say, like, like get there early. It's L.A., there's early. traffic, but you should get there early. Right. You should get there 15 or 20 Mike, minutes early. I always say a half an hour early because yeah. it's really going to be 20 minutes. You it's never not know. Be, right. You could get in early. Maybe you'll get in seen earlier. Right, earlier, you know, but right? you got to be on time. It's I an, agree. It's a job interview like any other job interview. Right. That's a huge pet peeve for me. Yeah. Uh, if you are going to be late... You then, let people then, know immediately. Then have your agent or manager try, call ahead and say, you know, they're running 15 minutes then, then behind. That's not a That's, that's what I always say. Courtesy. I always say, if they say, hey, Sean's calling from... There's construction on La Cienega. Yeah. He's running late. Yeah. Exactly. Because yeah. you can't... You can't Sometimes even that half hour turns into it goes away with a big accident on a freeway. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, any tips for headshots? You just said you'll excuse, like, say you got a headshot of me and I'm clean cut, but I walked in with the bushy beard and say hey, I'm doing this movie. And it does headshot tips. Is it you know the number one rule we always hear is look like your headshot. How, what how, to what degree? If I'm you know my headshot doesn't have the facial hair and I walk in with it. What is the gradient, I guess? What is your acceptance level of what you will accept and what you won't in terms of looking like your picture, if that makes sense? Well, that's one of my biggest things is headshots because I look at it as the headshot is your first agent. Okay. Because agents and managers submit to us, and we're seeing it on a screen now. It used to be in the old days. Yeah. (laughs) I say old days, you know, where you would take them out of envelopes and we'd stack them and we'd sit with them for hours and looking and back and forth. Nice size. Yeah, nice size. It's head Yeah. And now we're looking at a little screen, and if it catches your eyes and you click on it to make it bigger and then you look at the other headshots, key for for me is, yes, you want it to be on the current... um, Time You don't want it yeah. to be a 10-year-old headshot, right. even though it may still look like you. We can usually determine, that looks old. Yeah. Um, so um, within the past couple of years is usually good if you don't change much. And also, I look at it as your eyes are the windows of the soul. Mm. And I go for the eyes in a photo. And I can't tell you how many actors photos they let the photographer control it and it's like stand pose 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 and pretty soon your eyes are just just glazed glazed over and you just look like i go that's good enough to send to your parents but you need to bring us in there has to be some some soul in it and so i always recommend because i've done the workshops and yeah taught some kids and adults um and i just say think of the characters that you want to play and who you are so if you think i i give good lawyer you're yeah. going to do the lawyer look right if I, if I am the the wonderful mom i'm going to give the mom look it's right it does transfer sinister and tell your photographer that that yeah. these are the the looks that i want to transfer right you went back to the eyes with the blue blue yep that's it <laughs> it always, it always back circles back to, back to my eyes another thing i have blue eyes the blue blue yeah, yeah it's, a good it's a blue eye thing it's a blue 
Rub hey, it in, why don't you? The, the line from thing. the producers is, if you've got it, flaunt it, well, baby. Don't yeah, know yeah, it. Yeah. Okay? Another thing that we've heard a couple of different things on this show when we've brought people in, um, do you guys want always a physical headshot in the room still? Or because you have them digitally, you're fine without that? I like them. It's a throwback to the old <laughs> old days or whatever, but... Yeah, I you know a lot of act. Some actors bring them, some don't. Some say, yeah, I'm I'm told not to bring them because I guess other casting directors don't want them. It's not that I really do anything though. People who stand out, you know, I mean, yeah. you could you can make a, a file on your desktop, sure, to keep in mind, or you can keep a physical keep in mind, right? But I I think if you're any job interview you go to, you're going to bring your resume. That's yeah, your resume. That's your resume. Yeah. Yeah. You agree? Yeah. I'm of the mind, don't bother with the photo. The resume is a good idea because I right. have our assistant always print out the, the, anyway. the IMDB mm-hmm. um, picture and resume so I get a little brief. It's just that we don't keep them. We have nowhere to keep it. Right. Everything is computerized now. In the old days, we like literally file had cabinets file cabinets filled them, with yeah. the pictures. Yeah. And we'd go, oh, looking for something in the 30s to 40s, and we'd have it all sectioned out. Right. But, you know, moving offices doing that? Oh, gosh. It's like paint in Oh. So yeah. it sounds like yes and no. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I think it's sweet. Yeah. I like it. I think yeah. it's sweet. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we talk now, and then I did another episode of about being in the room and, and my overall theory, which we spoke about and they understand, which is you bring what you'd like to do. You bring your choices, but you are not there to demand, bulldoze, and make it all about you. You're going in to collaborate with another person in this business who also needs you to do well. And that's that's the biggest fallacy when people get nervous, that you stand in judgment of me. And I said, they're not standing in mm-hmm. judgment of you. They want you to do well. It's in your best interest for your job, for your day. Just they want you to, they're on your side. They're literally the opposite of not on your side. They're so on your side. And so you walk in, you don't know what that room looks like, unless you've been there a lot. You, the actor, they, the the casting director? they, the casting director, thank you. Yeah, you as the actor walking in. And so I remember when I read for you guys, which started this whole process in the summer, I said, can I, you guys said some people are doing it standing, some people are not. I said, I'd like to do it half standing and then sit in this chair. And you guys said, great. No big deal. And they follow. And I said, how wide is my shot? How, how far can I wander? You said you got the whole room. I mean, and we discussed it. And yes. then we did. Then we worked together. So I had a point of view. They had a point of view. And now they could have said, you know what? Camera broke. The tripods. You, you know, I need you sitting in the chair. And it's mm-hmm. a tight, you know, headshot thing. I would have adapted. I can't storm out of the room and say, you know, you didn't give me what I want. So. What do you feel about this idea that we're collaborating together? You're collaborating with an actor. In term- I love it. Yeah. I think to a certain extent, you know, yeah. if, like you say, if they look, if the actor looks good, the casting director right. looks good or vice versa. Right. But I think where it starts is when you come into the room. Yes. That room is going to be set up the way it was for the actor that left Previously, right. What throws a lot of actors is the position of the chair. Yeah. And so the chair is there, front and center of the camera, and yeah. a lot of actors feel they need or have to sit down. Okay. That chair is only there because the last actor used it there. So that's when you want to 
ask politely politely to the casting director, do you need me to sit? Is yeah. it okay if I stand? Right. Is it okay if I do both? Can you follow me? Right. This is what I'd had, you know, planned or whatever. That's your opportunity to ask questions and right. sort of get on the same page. Right. You know, about how the audition is going to go. The casting director will tell you they'll accommodate what they're they can't, what right. they're willing to accommodate and, right. and not, but but so many actors just come in, they see the chair, they sit down, and then I know they leave and think, crap, I didn't get to do what I wanted to do. Yeah. So Well, you have to ask for what you want. Yeah. And, and again, you don't push or bulldoze. You work together to figure out what's best for both of you and then work within whatever you decide together. And that is not someone who's against you and looking for ways to shut you down. They're looking for ways for you to do your best work looks better for them um and then i have my other theory my date theory that you know when you walk out of the door if it didn't go well i i talked about an audition thing where it was just like a factory and they just brought them in quick you know Mm -hmm. quick tight shot sped through it hardly looked at them read poorly and then kicked them out within two minutes you know um the casting director. The casting director okay. did that, and then you and but but an actor will walk away and go, "My audition was horrible. I screwed up." And I said, "No, that's not a great casting office. It's okay to say it's not a great casting office." And I can say this to you guys because you're a great casting office. Who you can tell when you say, "I like actors." You can tell. We can tell the way you treat Thank us you. and the way we talk to us. Um, but that it's not always the actor's fault. It's some no. offices. You know, they're not that great. And it's just a bad date. It, the, the vibe didn't happen. Or that's and, just the way they do it. Right. It's not and, a good fit. Yeah. It's not it, a good fit. But, it, yeah, it's not uh, It's not always going to be the way you think it's going to be. Right. So that's when you just have to adapt. Right. And, you know, and then try to do your best. With what you're given. Say thank you and leave and then leave it in the let room and let it go and go on about your day. Yeah. On, well, to add on to that, because uh, we did talk about this at, at Coffee, is yeah. if somebody doesn't feel good about their audition and feels like they just didn't work in the room, but you know you've got something more to do, That's great advice. then put yourself on tape at home, send it to your agent and manager either or whoever you have and ask them to put it forward to the casting office and say look I thought I would do this because I wanted to do it again to show you something else yeah and if it's usable great if it's not I get it you know that's again that's that's being proactive in your career and better to do than have your representative call the casting director and go they really feel bad about it they really feel like they didn't deliver would you see them again Interesting. No, don't okay. do that. Don't no, ask don't, that. That's when of time. They, okay. the self-tape thing is the way the okay. way to approach it. Yeah. When That's you, a really good advice. You mentioned the two minutes thing, and I did want to get your guys' thoughts on this because, Sean, you've talked about it before, how sometimes you might get a little self-conscious if you see the actor before you is in there for 20 minutes, and then when you get in there, you're in there for five minutes and done, and you might think that that has a correlation with whether you booked it or not. Do you guys find that the longer somebody is in there, the more likely they are to get the gig? Or what does timing have no, to do with it? That doesn't have no. anything to do with right. it. They could have they 
started and had to restart over four or five times. Right. You know, they could have halfway through it, you know, stumbled and we started over. It could have been somebody the casting director knows well. And they chatted for a bit before or after the audition. Right. Technical difficulties. Technical difficulty. That has no bearing. Yeah. Yeah. For the actor to... the next actor to think how the duration of the that actor in the room, yeah, that's something they have no control over, right? And don't go, don't take themselves down into those negative Scared. thoughts. No, I, they and, don't, and yeah. recently, in the well, yeah, in, don't go down that rabbit don't hole. Go down. Let Re- it go. Recently, yeah. for me, that's what's been happening, but it's been positive. I've had people, you know, every one of my friends went in, they did it twice, they gave an adjustment, and then I went in, and this very large casting director said, I don't need another one unless you want one is there something you want to do and i said no she goes i kind of thought it was perfect you hit every note and i walked out and i and that's been happening recently the guys are going in and i you know i can hear them adjusting or or saying you know what you didn't really understand this part and i'll go in and just do it and do it well and they go okay you're good and and i was like all right, but this and the, the the still part of it, you go. I'm so glad I. You have to walk out and go. I'm so glad the mm-hmm. audition went well. It doesn't mean, oh, I booked this one. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what you've got. That's to get a rid really of. interesting point, though. Yeah. If you go in the audition, uh-huh. and in that first take, you really brought it in the yeah. room. What you yeah. wanted to bring in, the way that you prepared it. Yeah. Then. Then you should just. Let it Leave go. it there yeah. and go. That's what I did. You know, the, when they asked for another the, one, if, like, the, like yeah. why taint it? If you right? know, yeah. if you know that's what you wanted to do, then be confident in that and say, no, that's you know, I'm good. Yeah, because that that's not a strike against you. No. To me, that's like owning it. Like, yeah. you, you know that that's you've done it. Yeah, what you wanted to do. That confidence is it's kind of what I want to see. Right. You know, because a lot of times we'll say, okay, that was great. I don't really have a note. But, you know, if you'd like to do it again, because let's face it, getting that first one out, maybe it's the first time that actor yeah. ever said it aloud yeah. would, or, or in front to somebody instead of right. just in front of the mirror right. to other people. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, if you really felt like I owned it, I'm good. Yeah. You get up and go. And it, the hardest part is I'd leave <laughs> Storm these, out. No, yeah. own it. <laughs> well, I'd leave yeah. these auditions and my girlfriend, yeah. again, who's not in the business, would go, oh, so you think you got it? And I said, No. I'm, I had a good audition. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the part where you have to go, okay, you know, I just had a good audition. And that's I've really all I noticed can... that with actors older of a certain age, yeah. really experienced, there a lot of them are one take. Nope. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I did it. That's good. Yeah. Get up and go. Yeah. And, and I, I never can... thought that would happen to me, but I'm like, oh, okay, I'm in that zone now mm-hmm. where I'm getting getting that done. Uh, here's another question. And I've had these when, when people go through insecure moments and they've been in the business for a long time. You, let's say you've known of an actor for a long time. You know they've worked for a long time and, you know, you've seen them for a, a long time. And they come in and they really just don't do a good audition. In their... You know, people will always, in their worst thoughts, go, "Oh, they'll never bring me in again." Does that? Do you just go, oh, "They had a bad audition," or do you really go, "Well, they're not really good anymore"? I don't think it's probably absolute, right? It's I, not absolute. Yeah, it, we look at it as I, at least I do. It was just one of those bad days. It could right. be, you know, what we a thought this would things. be the the role for them, and ultimately, it really isn't their role. Yeah. 
you know, um, if we just feel that they just were a bad reader with that, then we back it up with demo tape, which is a series of their work on tape mm -hmm. that we'll show to a producer and director. Um, there was an actress um, that we brought, um, had her self-tape that uh, for a big film that we were doing, and she just didn't do very well. Okay, And so... I wrote notes and said, this is what our director's looking for. Please do it again. The agent called and said, why do you see her playing a drug addict? Right, right, right. <laughs> and I was like, just trust me. We have this vision for her that mm -hmm. she's the gal. So she did our notes. She got the job. Right. So, it, you know, it's just sometimes it can be for a Many variety different of reasons. But let's face it. The whole audition process is kind of awkward Insane. and uncomfortable for everyone involved. Well, that's what I said to most of my actors. I said, you will never be in a play that behaves this way. You'll never be in a movie that behaves this way. You're right. There's, it's, very, it's there's some really film. good actors yeah. that don't that audition don't, they well. Can't, they panic. Yeah. yeah. And, and that doesn't make them And so actors. there right. has to be that sort of forgiveness or understanding for all the reasons that Victoria just listed, what happened that day, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But also, too, um, if an actor gets the audition and they read the material and they're like, this just isn't me. Right. I just don't see myself doing it. Yeah. Then don't go in. Yeah. Pass. Pass. Yeah. Interesting. And I think that's, that's good advice. That's other part of you got to own your craft got to own your business yeah because you're going to come in and show your business right and if it's a role that you just don't see yourself we can tell yeah yeah and yeah. then it just the whole thing just didn't go well and, and and even if your representative is saying just go in just go in you haven't been in there before just yep. meet him you know what no don't you got to take ownership of your craft and yeah say you know what this is just isn't me and i and we don't I, hold it against you no, no and I have, and not I, at all and i have said this to my actors from day one Know yourself. Yeah. Have the confidence to know yourself. If you don't know who you are, then you won't have this gauge of, eh, this doesn't work for me or whatever, yeah. and I can't pull it off. But you have to know who you are, and then it's okay to pass. Mm. It's it is okay, okay to pass. To pass. Um, any quick do's and don'ts? Do you have any quick, or let's go over to do's. Do you, I mean, I think we talked a lot about what to do. Um, it'd probably be best to any like hardline don'ts. That, that you have, a few don'ts that you say, if you could say a few to an actor. For when people are auditioning? For when people are auditioning. Don't touch us. Don't touch you. If they know you, if they are, if you, they know you, In do you scene. want to know, oh. So During a scene, don't I've, touch yeah, me. Yeah, like I was reading with an actor and he came over and put his hands Ooh. on my legs and went up my, oh my going God. up and it was like I had to stop the scene and, and stop. I had another actor pull me up out of a chair and throw me against a wall right. because they were in that, you know, he was a bomb guy. <laughs> Come on. You know, he was playing a bomb. Right, um, right. A terrorist, whatever. It's if there's some, or kissing, you know, like, oh, yeah. can I kiss you? No. Ask no. first. <laughs> hey, I was planning on. Yeah. 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 You, uh, and, and that would be the thing is to ask, but usually um, we're... There's me doing the camera, Scott sitting usually reading with the actors, mm -hmm. and then you're three or four feet away. Yeah. So coming into you already lost your space, shot too. Yeah, yeah you, you lost lose the shot. The shot. Yeah. You, you're not being respectful to us, so that yeah. would be a big do not. That's a good. I one. long years and years ago, I was an assistant on a Beach Boys movie that 
was part of the time of, of their story with Charles Manson. Okay. And um, so we were bringing in all these Mansons. crazy Charles Mansons. And this guy, <laughs> the guy that got the role, he, you know, was standing and talking in the scene. And then and I was reading opposite him. And then he crouched down. And then he crawled across the room right up to me. And he kissed my feet, the tops of my shoes. Oh my God. And it completely freaked me out. Right. He got it because That's he was crazy. like so creepy. But that really freaked me out. And then, I don't know, in the last couple of years, a well-known actor, um, he, he came in the room and he came up and really thumped me on the Ooh. chest. And that really pissed me off. Yeah. That really pissed me off. Yeah. And like, you and just for my actors, and I tell them this in scenes, if you're doing a physical thing and you're kissing, you just lean over quietly and do a thing like that. Or if you were going to thump, you can thump against nothing. Yeah. Like if yeah, you yeah, do, yeah. just pantomime it with yeah. purpose. Yes. Give us, a, give us be... a feel for what's going on. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I've had to do crazy physical auditions with getting punched and, you know, crazy. How do you guys feel about afterwards? Thank yous, presents. I've heard casting directors have different feels on cards. and Thank you cards, things like that. that, That's nice if you want to do that. You know, if if you're compelled to do it, it's always always nice to get a feel good. You know, appreciate your time and, and stuff. I don't think you have to do the gifts so much yeah, just no for gifts. an audition. If you get the job and you yeah. want to do something like sure. that, it's always delightful. Yeah. But, when, but when if you're going to do gifts, send booze, not cookies. For <laughs> crying out loud. Agreed. Hi. Wine. Oh, Wine. Yeah. No. But I'm going to go back to one other do not. Okay. It, it, is don't come in making excuses. You yes. Know, like Oof. you know, that's always like, oh, I was you know at another audition and and I'm not dressed because I was dressed for theirs and not yours. You have to make us understand. What if someone if came it, in and said I'm, I've been sick? Because I've heard that one before. Well, you mean vocally, like no, my throat, like, like my I, just, I, I pulled myself out of bed to be here, and you know what I mean. Well, we, oh, I hate that. I don't want act people who are sick to come in. That, that's yeah. what I reschedule. Said. Yeah, Do reschedule. Not come in. Right? We prefer to reschedule or have the agent call and say how many days do you have left? They're feeling really sickly. Do they pull themselves in or do they stay away? But what if someone's saying, you know, the reason I didn't prepare as well is because I'm I, I'm not sick now, but I was sick or or I was up all night with. A show you don't want to hear, hear it right no, we no don't one wants to hear, hear ex- i've talked about this guys too no one wants to hear excuses no one's successful who most people who complain or give excuses are not successful in many aspects of their life so that's not a good idea and you also know, don't come in where like if you're coming in for a doctor um yeah role and you come in wearing fatigues like you've yeah you've just been in a military one that's yeah. like a big no-no yeah, you know, yeah at yeah. least have something you know that yeah. is in the vein of the character right Right. Preferably. What about questions? If they didn't, if there was a certain pronunciation they don't understand or a line that they're not sure about to ask Ask beforehand. In that coming in and the greeting where you're going to ask about the room and McKenna. Any questions? Any questions? That is your opportunity to get those answers. Right, right. Uh, I think we're a little tight on, uh, unfortunately, you were just saying in general it was a, a pleasure to work with Robert Zemeckis and uh, Peter Jackson, right? Always. Always great. Wow. Uh, I know. i got to bring you guys in. I, I want to just talk about Andy Serkis because he's like the greatest guy in the he's world. He's amazing. Is he just such a t- wonderful, amazing. I mean, just so talented. Yeah. But 
I would love to get have you back. And we were talking about a Q and A thing where just people would just send in questions for you guys. We'd love sure. to have you back. If yeah, you that'd be, that would be fun. fun but yeah. listen, guys, you know, you talk about a gift. Uh, I went in. I made choices. <laughs> I had a nice audition. It was relaxed. And that's why I started talking to Scott. And that's how this happened. Because yeah. I did the work. I didn't get the role. I said, but I didn't. It, they didn't get, you know, I sent the emails. Well, we were said, you wearing the blue and blue? I wasn't wearing <laughs> the blue and blue. No, we and know. I was Perhaps the, that. We know yeah, what yeah, happened yeah. now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You didn't get well, the result. All I heard was Scott turned to Victoria and goes, he had blue eyes and he didn't work it. Well, <laughs> yeah. Why did he not work that blue eye? <laughs> but, but it didn't, you know, again, I knew I had a good audition or it wouldn't have gone this way. Yeah. So, you know, and, and I was friendly to work with and it was easy to talk to you guys afterwards. That was my gift to have them come in here. So I'm very, very grateful for that. And we'd love to have you back. So I don't know if you do social media or want to be reached out to, but we always ask where people can reach you. If you don't want that, that's fine because you probably, people know where to reach you, I would assume. Right. Did you look to know what the name was on social media? Yeah, I'm trying to go. What's my? T- I have a Twitter and I have an Instagram, but it's. <laughs> I, 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 I have no social media. There no, you go. Scott doesn't. Uh, uh, nice. Okay. And at Roxy. Well, you guys can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer. Uh, I'm at that guy SMW and Sean Whalen uh, on Instagram and Twitter and Sean Whalen Peeps. It's a group. Uh, Mr. Fantabulous. You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jeffrey Crane Graham. Did you find it? Yes, I'm, I'm on Instagram, Victoria B. Casting. There you, go. there you go. Makes sense. So, as always, thank you for letting me be part of your journey. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.